When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And it wasn't that long ago that City were being written off as title contenders. A run of just one league win in six games. Fast forward to now. And City are just two points behind the league leaders. KDB is back. And Erling Haaland is not far behind him. And what a game against Newcastle. Rodri brilliant again. KDB back. Wow. And we have an Oscar winner. Uh, joining me this week, see what I did there, uh, with joining this week, I've got two wise old heads and a relatively young Tony Newgrosh. Hi, Tony. Welcome. I'd take that. Good evening. Uh, so, to the two wise old heads, welcome back to John Stapleton. Hi, John. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Very good to see you. And finally, Stato Paul Denby. Hi, Paul. Hello. Am I the wise one or the old one? Uh, you can choose. You both. You fight it out with John, I'll leave it to both of you. But uh, certainly Tony is neither of those. He is merely young. Um, let's start at Newcastle. Stato, let us start at Newcastle. What a First of all, what a cracking, cracking game of football. I thought that was the best City played for a long time. How we were losing at half-time, I just can't understand. But for the first 30 minutes, we were in virtual total control. Yes, they got us on the break. Before they scored the two goals, there were warning signs. But that second-half performance was incredible. Even before KDB came on, I thought we were controlling the match. Again, they had a couple of half-breakaway chances. But we, we, I thought we played as well as we played the most of this season, if not the best, over a long period of time. I, I was absolutely delighted to see that sort of performance. Sets us up well for the, the second half of the season, where we hope we can go on a, on a good, long, unbeaten run. But that's um, got me really proud of the club, uh, of what the football team is doing and how we might just um, make our way towards that title. Not Nowhere near guaranteed, but I, I think uh, I feel really pleased after that. And John, you've got to give some credit to Newcastle United as well, haven't you? They, they played their part in that game too, didn't they? I thought it was a fantastic football feast. I mean, five fantastic goals and all credit to Newcastle, as you rightly say, Nigel, seizing their opportunities in the spectacular way they did. Fabulous goals, wonderful entertainment, almost in the league of City versus QPR when we won the title for sheer excitement. Not as important, I understand that, but wonderful, wonderful entertainment. You know, controversy on the touchline, a, one, a masterful substitution with Kevin De Bruyne, and a boy wanted to score in the winning goal. I mean, what more do you want for sixpence? Absolutely fantastic game of football, great entertainment all round, not a single complaint anywhere. And boy, what a sad relief at the end. Uh 
sixpence, uh, Tony, something that you wouldn't remember, of course, but us old boys do. We're already there. I can see you shaking your head. As if, what is he talking about? What a great game, Tony, though. Sixpence or not? It was brilliant. And I have to say, I only wish sometimes it'd be nice to watch it as a neutral where you could just really appreciate it as a contest rather than being so heavily invested and desperate for the three points. But yeah, five fantastic goals. It just had everything. And it, it makes you proud to be a blue on days like that, doesn't it? Um, should we just sort of, John, I, I want you to start on this. There's been a bit of controversy recently. I'm thinking of Edison here and a big, big gouge out of his leg. Um, someone's offside. Assistant, assistant referees have been told, been, been told to yeah. keep the flag down just in case it's a goal and it's not off. So in all the reasons, you, I know you'll have a view on this, but we've had John Stones a couple of weeks ago injured in a similar fashion, and now Edison. What's your, what's your view on this, right? You've said it all, Nigel. I mean, it's, it's insane. It's bonkers, and it's you know potentially very dangerous. Twice, as you rightly say, we've had players, crucial players injured, and it stones out for a considerable amount of time as well. Don't know about Edison because of this daft rule. You know, just put the flag, as he did actually about 10 minutes later or a few minutes later, when we had a similar instance. So it's not even consistent, you know. Then he reverted to the law as it stands, not putting his flag up for another potential offside. It's it's balmy, absolutely balmy. I mean, who came up with that one? God only knows. It's very frustrating, as I say, potentially dangerous. But, 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 Tony, if you kind of argue against John for a second and maybe you can sort of take a different view, that actually if then there's a goal and it kind of wasn't offside, um, then it's a bit like the ref playing an advantage. And we wouldn't say in every situation, if it's a foul, give the free kick, because very often goals can come from advantages and a good advantage is a great part of the game. So actually, yeah, there might be one or two injuries, but actually there might be some goals that might have been incorrectly disallowed if the flag goes up too early. You could argue. Yeah, no, you are, of course, both right. Uh, And I think, to be fair, it was a tighter offside than most of us thought at the time. He was clearly off in the end, but... They were both moving the opposite way. Nor do I think anyone could have foreseen that Walker was going to collide with Edison in that fashion. So I don't know. They're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't, unfortunately. Yes, we'd be livid if if they put the flag up. And we saw with Grealish a couple of weeks ago and the analogy you're making and should you play advantage and they didn't, went against us. Yeah, it's... It's very difficult. I have some sympathy with the with the linesman having refereed an under thirteen the game yesterday and only just got away with my life after after giving two penalties, not even one. Um, it's not an easy job. They're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Look, let's hope Edison's all right. I think that's all all we can hope for at this stage. Stato, got a view briefly? I just agree with both the guys. What I would say is where it's clearly offside raise the flag straight away. There are times and time again where they don't raise the flag. If it's very marginal and they really can't tell, as you know, it could be two, three, four, five inches or whatever centimetre is nowadays, then don't raise your flag. But more often than not, they let it flow when it's clearly offside and that's when the flag should go up. Exactly. Good 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 idea. All right. Let's let's move on to back to the game itself. And and again, starting kind of with the negatives. We said City were brilliant. Obviously, De Bruyne did make a difference, but I think I agree with what you said. They were they were brilliant most of the game, actually. And credit, as we've already said, to Newcastle United. But City can be caught on the break. You know, we totally dominated that game. <laughs> totally dominated it. You know, we were down for a long period of that game. It took a piece of brilliance to win it in the end, which we deserved, of course. But increasingly, we are giving away lots of goals, too many goals. 
Um, why is that? Must must be a concern. But what are the reasons in in your view? I looked at the game on on Saturday evening and thought about it because it what it is concerning. We've got Gravidol and Walker playing quite far forward for most of the game, almost as if they're overlapping wing backs, as well as having wingers as well. So we've got like, Bernardo Silva on one side, um, we had Docu on the other side, and we had Walker pushing right up. And on both occasions, they attacked very quickly, and it was Walker. I'm not blaming just Walker because Diaz lost the ball for the second one. I don't think Docu. Um, did himself m- many favours as his attempted tackle for the first goal. But Walker was then not in position. And he, the Walker of old might have got back there a little bit faster. Maybe, just maybe he's losing that little fraction of pace, which he's so dependent on, but he did not get back there quickly enough. And because he's being asked to play so far forward, I think we're getting caught out on the break more than we used to. That That's just my analysis. I've had nothing that supports that. Nobody's said, yeah, that's right. But I just thought about it and why... Both goals came on the Walker side. And again, I'm not castigating him. I think there was a team uh, issue that leads to those goals. We are, we are conceding too many, aren't we, Tony? Let's be honest. We are. Uh, and not just this game. You look at Palace, where it was it was criminal how we throw things away. You know, Pep is a purist. Any other manager, I know we're not here to revisit Palace, but would have you know told a player to go down, made tactical substitutions, broken up the game. We don't do that against Newcastle. We were leaving one against one at the back a lot of the time. I mean, no other manager or team would do that. And I love the fact we'll either win 3-2 or lose 3-2 than go for boring nil-nils half the time or a draw. So it comes with its risk. I, I disagree very respectfully with Paul, though. I don't think Walker's lost his pace. I think he completely misread the second goal. He was just nonchalantly jogging back, not really appreciating the risk. And then it was a sort of Zinchenko-esque waft at the ball as it is it rocketed into the corner so he can certainly improve I know he's had other off-field distractions I think it'd be fair to say of late but as a team we do need to defend better unquestionably but if that's the price we play for being such an attacking and enterprising team then maybe we have to accept it and John I just wonder and I've raised this before over the 11 years I think now I've been doing this show is it and I can ask you this question as I can Stato but not Tony is it a bit like the Mercer Allison days where the, the policy absolutely was you can score two or three, but we know we're going to score three or four in return. Is, is it that? I, I, I'm not sure if it is. I don't think that's Pep philosophy. Is it? He doesn't want to concede any, does he? I think we must, I'm sure he'd be furious that we're conceding so many. I think it's the outcome rather than the desire, Nigel. I think that invariably is the outcome. Thank God. Fingers crossed it, it, it carries on. But I, I agree. I agree with the lads. Playing such a high line that Walker, I don't think he's lost his pace either. It was just caught out, basically. And Guardiol, he's had a bit of stick. In, in fairness to Guardiol, I mean, he, he, he looks susceptible as well, in my, in my opinion. And he's playing out of position, isn't he, in a way? He's a, he's a centre-back, as I understand it, not a left-back. He's, he's, he's done okay, but he doesn't look that comfortable. So, once again, we have this left-back issue because his, his deputy doesn't impress me either. So, we, we have a potential difficulty there with, or we'll come to Spurs later on in the programme, maybe, but yeah, it is concerning. But as long as we have Kevin De Bruyne to come on for at least for half now, maybe it's not such a bother. And of course, Harlan coming back too. So yeah, maybe we can relax. John, let's talk about these goals then. 
I mean, they really were throughout. I'm not bothered about the Newcastle goals. We've covered that with our defensive no, frailties. No, but no, but let, no, they, they weren't bad either, were they, exactly? But let's just talk about I mean, let's start with Silvers. I mean, we, we love Bernardo Silva anyway, but what a touch. What a what a finish. Just just wax ly- lyrical about that for a few moments. Or, or, audacious. I mean, absolutely audacious. You wouldn't have thought it possible. Um from you know from where from where he was standing the, the way he turned that ball around uh, and a standing one, one I think the goal of the game actually although there were some fantastic goals in the in the match that for me was the outstanding game and what a contributor he is no matter where he plays that guy he's 150 percent energy incredible style incredible skill and, and a good club man he, he, what's to, what is it to complain about with with uh, with him I mean loyal to, loyal to the last great sport of the of the team. I imagine a good guy to have in the dressing room, bright, intelligent, good ambassador for the club. What's not to like? Fantastic player. And uh, if not the goal of the month, certainly the goal of the match. Well, we may as well do a goal each, actually. We'll come back to KDB's influence and that substitution. But let's stick with his goal then, Stato. Do you want to kind of do you want to take KDB's goal then in terms of just talk us through that and, and, and just uh, wax lyrical about that one, your opportunity? Oh, thank you. I would have preferred to act lyrical about Oscar's goal, Oscar Bob's goal, but never mind. I'll go for Kevin De Bruyne's goal. Yeah, it was, first of all, got to look at that pass by Rodri as well, who just flicked it around the corner. De Bruyne found the space, though, that so few players can do. He he saw them, he was in the midfield, and then nobody was marking him. Now, you don't blame the Newcastle players for not marking him. He found the space about, I'm not sure exactly, 30, 35 yards out maybe, and then he just strolled forward. He took two, three, four touches to get it to the edge of the area and took his chance. And not many players in the world can hit the ball the way he did, just with accuracy into the bottom corner of the net. With It wasn't even that powerful, but the keeper, because it went through the player's legs, it, was, it must have been maybe a bit unsighted, but it was pure skill. Absolutely brilliant KDB at his best. And we say we've missed him, and we have missed him, because you can't not miss a world-class player. But we've done very well to be right up there. And the fact that he's now back and hopefully Harlan coming back, Docker returns to form, Stones comes back. Yes, we'll get other injuries uh, in the latter part of the season. But I think we've got, it's just great timing for us. And a couple of weeks off now, we'll have a bit of warm weather break. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, so, Tony, uh, to Paul's huge disappointment, you've got, uh, the Oscar, <laughs> you've got the Oscar winner. Yeah, what what a goal. I, I mean, take your pick. The ball was just magnificent, wasn't it? The vision, the accuracy, just there's not a player in the world who would even try that kind of ball to bend it the way he did. Um, and then let's give full credit to Oscar Bob as well. I mean, that was not an easy finish, was it? Controlled it. Yes, perhaps he got a lucky ricochet off Trippier, but he did everything right. And then the quickness of his feet, the way he danced around the keeper like that, and to put it in, I thought was just absolutely magnificent. I mean, just took my breath away. I couldn't actually process what had happened for a few seconds and then just sheer joy and thoroughly deserved. And just to see the joy on the players, on KDB's face. Yeah, what a Rolls-Royce. What an absolute pleasure. My only doubt with KDB is that new haircut. Not impressed, but I'll let that go for his contribution he's yesterday. jealous, Tony. So, sorry? He's jealous. He's got some hair. Well, there is that, yes. Um, but, yeah, um, fantastic goal. Just a brilliant team effort in that second half, and you could see how much it meant to them. The season starts here, I think. 
So, Stato, as you were disappointed, I'll come to you first that about KDB. Um, clearly, we knew he wasn't going to play the full 90 minutes. We knew he'd play some sort of part. But who would have thought it would have been quite as impactful and quite as brilliant as it was, eh? It was absolutely superb. I, mean, I said Pep was disappointed that he didn't score from the free kick when he came on off about five seconds after he was on the pitch. But his influence, his ability, he was running around the back as well, around the, to the byline, getting balls across, doing his usual work rate didn't seem in the slightest bit inhibited by the fact that he'd been out injured for four or five months. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he'd play the full match against uh, Tottenham as our next game uh, because Pepper said quite rightly he's got to ease him back in. So half-hour cameo and then another 45 minutes. And even when we start playing regularly, as we will do later on in February, don't want to see him playing every game because you just got to... Put him in a bit of cotton wool from time to time. We've shown we can do it without him, but we do need him for some of those big matches as well. And uh, can I just mention another player, if you don't mind? Phil Foden. What a game he had the other night. Um, Rodri, you mentioned, was superb, and he was. And I think they said it was a toss-up between Rodri and Foden for man of the match. I actually would have given it to Foden because I thought his half turns in those matches were just absolutely superb. And it leaves the... He creates himself that extra three yard of space to do something with the ball that not many players can do. I don't even see De Bruyne doing that. So I think Foden's grown into that role since KDB's been out and hopefully he'll get some more opportunities to show his capability in that position as well. But KDB, you can't say much more. World class player. Well, you can because John Staple's going to say it now for you. You're going to say loads more. I mean, you, you've seen a few in a sky blue shirt, John. He's got to be up there as probably one of the very best you've seen, I guess. Oh, undoubtedly. I mean, I would have given him the man of the match award. I know he's only on for comparatively a few minutes, but he turned the game round for us. Mm. I mean, without him, arguably, we wouldn't have won. It's a fantastic influence on, on the proceedings, you know, making one, scoring one. Wonderful. He's quoted today as saying that he, he actually knew he could put the, put it through the defender's legs. He, he knew his legs would be apart when he released the ball. I think he might have been checking the mickey, but whatever the case, it was a spectacular goal. And a spectacular cross for the goal. So the question is about Bob. I mean, Oscar Bob, the, the Oscar winner, as you rightly say. I was reading today that when he was a kid in Norway, people used to come from far and wide just to watch him when he was 14, 15 years old. So good he, was he. Can we contain him? That's the question. I mean, look at that left wing. We've got Grealish there. We've got Doku there. And now we've got Oscar Bob there. And Foden can play there as well. Can, can we keep Oscar Bob happy? I certainly hope so, because he looks a raw, brilliant talent. You know, it was all, all around uh, so much to talk about and, and so much to praise because Foden, I agree with Paul, I, until until De Bruyne came on, I, I would have made Foden, Foden man of the match until De, De Bruyne came on. But after that, De Bruyne grabbed the headlines, and quite, quite rightly so. A, a stunning player. And yes, going back in history, back into the, the 1900s, as you know I do, uh, there are very few who could beat Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, who could I name? Frankly, it was better than Kevin De Bruyne. David Silver obviously comes into the reckoning as one of our greatest players. But after that, I don't know. You do you? What about you? Well, I, it, it is interesting. I don't know whether it, I just think the way he runs, um, the sort of positions he picks up, the, the fact he always seems to have more space than anybody else, and the fact he does it in a, a very unfusted sort of yeah. almost kind of you know what I'm going to say <laughs> in in a in a quiet manner is Colin Bell. I mean, I'd never thought I'd say that because as you all know, he's by far my favourite City player, head and shoulders above everybody else. But he does remind me of him in, in certain situations. Would, would that be fair, John? Did you yeah, see I, that? I, I, I should have mentioned Colin, of course. I did, it was an error on my part. Colin Bell, David Silver and Kevin De Bruyne. 
mean, it's the intelligence, you know, it's, it's the, the way in which they visualise what's going to happen next in a way that very few other players can. That's what's so astounding. Those, pass, those passes are just spectacular. How does he have the vision? How does he know that's going to work? Time and time again, he makes it work. Stunning. Tony, ask your, ask your granddad about uh, Colin Bell. He'll be able to I've tell heard you. of him. Yeah, yeah no, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll, you'll have seen it in black and white, I'm sure. 77, um, I was there. <laughs> but he's come back game. Thank I you. you. I know you were. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make you out as though you're younger than you are. Take, take, <laughs> take it while you can. Uh, just what do you want to add? We've, we've talked about a few. We've talked about KDB. We've talked about Oscar Bob. We've talked about Foden. We've talked about Rodri. I mean, a number of players we could pick out. But I was particularly keen just to try and get your view on how much we've missed De Bruyne, what he brings, and, and how excited you are about the fact we've got this run in now with him back. And, and as we said, Haaland not far behind. Well, I think he. he... It gives us a completely different option now, doesn't it? He's just so easy on the eye. The way he just stroked that ball into the bottom corner for that goal. I can't think of any other player who would do that. And now teams will really worry playing against us. We can be a little bit formulaic at times, can't we, when we're just passing it side to side and just trying to find that opening. Well, now, you know, De Bruyne is 40 yards from goal and can play a killer pass like that. Teams are really going to have to be careful against us. They're just going to find it very difficult to make us stop. So... I'm excited. He's said recently, hasn't he, that this may be the best thing that's happened to him. He's now fresh coming into the rest of the season. Haaland, we hope, will come back and be injury-free. And yeah, I think we'll be very difficult to stop now. And, I, you know, you certainly couldn't fault the attitude. There were questions over whether this team really had the right spirit to win a fourth title or did they feel they'd done it all last season? Well, I think we had the answer on on Saturday night because it would have been very easy to say, look, we've got a few players out. We've got a few coming back. We've just lost our goalkeeper after two minutes. It's a good draw. But we just we just didn't stop, did we? And we got absolutely what we deserved at the end. So I'm very excited for the rest of the season. I go as far as to say, Nigel, that if we can keep Kevin De Bruyne fit and if Harlow comes back uh, in anything like decent state of fitness, we're going to win the title. It's, it's over and done with. Be afraid, Liverpool. Be afraid. It's, it's, it's over and done. If we can play like that, or somewhere near that, the rest of the season, we'll win the title. Stato, are you going to jo- join in and, and, and make that three out of three? Yes, I, I, if we can continue playing like that, we'll win the league. There's no doubt about it. Um, can I just add one other name who I thought had a really good game on Saturday? I thought Kovacic had a good game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, not, uh, he's, he's not been a star. He's, he, he came on, when he first signed for us and played those first two or three games, he was really good. Then he went off. But I thought on Saturday night, he, he was moving the ball well, passing it, finding spaces and doing what we would hope he was capable of doing. So just a, my view on Kovacic. I thought he no, what's, what's, the, what's the team's view of Nunes? Not seen enough of him, really, in my humble opinion. I think the jury's still out there, but I think he's got the technical skill, hasn't he, to be a pet player. But I think he's another one of these who will probably take a good season before we can really pass judgment on him. But I think a good squad player at the very least. And also, I think he's, as Tony said, not been really given the opportunity because we've got such a strong squad. But when I have seen him play in the World Club Championship, yes, the opposition's not as strong as the Premier League. His technical capability was shown there. and He knows how to play the ball, how to find the space. He just needs to be given a bit more game time and maybe he'll get some cup games and, and when we're winning 3-0 or something like that, hopefully in a few other games, yeah. um, get, get given some time. I thought he played well against Huddersfield, actually. But until that point, I wasn't quite sure what he brought to the table. Mm. But yeah, yeah you're, you're probably the right guys. Give him some time. 
I, I agree with you, John. And I think it just on Kovacic, I had him listed as well. Um, I thought he had his, probably one of his best games for City. I thought he really did was superb. Let, let's just think about maybe some of the gaps then. Uh, we're in January, uh, transfer window time. Uh, John, you got any thoughts in terms of obviously January tends to be sort of panic buying time. People don't tend to, unless there's major injuries or a major problem is how people tend to describe it. Uh, it tends to be the summer where it's slightly more considered and more strategic. Any thoughts about anybody City might be or any gaps you think we might have where they may be looking around or do you think it's less just we've got what we need, let's get these guys back and go on and win the league? I think that. I, 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 I honestly do. I can't think of any reason to buy anyone, quite frankly. You know, we've got two first-class teams, as everyone says. They're right when people say it's not fair. You, you, you've got two teams to pick from. We do have two teams to pick from. I mean, any of those players, any of those 22 or 25, you could name, would make it into any other Premier League side. There's no question about it. So why why go and spend, spend more money? I, I don't think we need to. I think we've got a fantastic squad. And, you know, with the right wing behind us and free from injuries and silly suspensions, we'll, we'll do it. Tony, any gaps for you? Well, perhaps some cover at fullback is the only thing I can think of. Uh, we still seem determined to play without a regular or recognised left back. It's done us pretty good so far, but it's a very difficult market, isn't it? I mean, if you were asking me to name somebody who who we might or should go for, I'd struggle in that position. But that's, I think, the only slight weakness. And also, you know, do we have sufficient cover if Walker was injured? So that's my one doubt as it were but I suspect we will we will go with what we've got and I wouldn't be too upset about that You'd be happy full backs for you as well Stato or you'd be happy if we just keep our powder dry and wait win another few trophies and wait for the summer I wouldn't be buying anybody at this stage we've got a good squad yes we might be susceptible to injuries I don't know how long Stones will be out for he can obviously play right back if we needed to Lewis can play right back I'd like to see some of these youngsters given more of a chance as well because they've shown them what they can do. And if we do get a couple of injuries, throw one or two of them in. You know, Oscar Bob's proved he can do it. Rico Lewis has proved he can do it. Hamilton looked electric in the, uh, that game he played. So, yeah, give them a chance. All right. Let's, uh, let's look forward then. Uh, we don't have another league game for a couple of weeks uh, with the, sort of the winter break could have been split over two weeks. Um, but we do have an interesting FA Cup draw. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, many Manchester-based City fans are not happy about an 8 o'clock kickoff on a Friday night. Uh, not the easiest place to get back to Manchester from. Um, so, and the second reason, of course, I think, is it five visits there and we're yet to score a goal? Uh, I think it is. I've been to all five, actually, and I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to go for that reason. Not easy to get back from, but also we ain't scored. So I'm literally going to stay away and see if it is maybe it is my fault. Literally everyone not seen us. Magnificent stadium, brilliant stadium, uh, but not seen a goal from Manchester City. So, not very uh, good pies, though, Nigel. Sorry, sorry not, John. Not very good pies. No, nice smoked salmon bagels, though. All right. You're more at market than me, mate. There you go, you see. Um, so, Tony, uh, talking smoked salmon bagels, what do you reckon? <laughs> um, Friday night at Spurs, is this our moment? I mean, phew, they'll be up for that one, they would have thought, knowing what our record is there. Well, I think I think they will, but it's possibly not a bad time to play them. They've got a few away at the African Nations, and it's about time we put that one to bed, to be honest, because... Actually, they're pretty much at the top of my list of, of clubs I dislike 
because there's just not the club so much. It's just the fans are so entitled for a club that's won absolutely sweet FA. What one league cup in 30 odd years. And they just think they are, you know, have an entitlement to sit at the top table at the time. You don't, okay? Win some trophies and then come back. So I would be delighted to put them back in their box. It's a tough place to go, I know, but I think I think we're more than capable of winning there. And I'd love to put that record to bed. And let's be honest, we've done them enough times at our place. It's not as if they are unbeatable against us. And I think we're more than good enough. So bring it on. But it's a problem, isn't it, Stato? Five five games, no goals. That 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 will be the monkey that want to get off their back for sure. It certainly will be. Whether um, does it sit in their heads as they go out on the pitch, saying, "Oh, we struggled to score goals here. We're not we're not had a good record here." I don't know the mentality of a footballer. But you know, I think Pep just says, "Doesn't matter whether you haven't scored a goal here. We got this. A different game. It's eleven against eleven, and this eleven is better than their eleven. So just go out and win the game." Obviously, there's tactics come into it. Son won't be playing because he's at the Asian Cup and they're almost certainly South Korea are almost certainly going to progress because they're one of the favourites. So he probably won't be there. Um, Madison might be back by then, but he won't be match fit by that stage, he wouldn't have thought. Um, so, yes, we it's a good opportunity. We've got two chances to score at Tottenham Stadium now this season. Um, having seen, I think I've seen four of the five games where we've failed to score. We've got to get a goal there and we've got to win. I mean, I'd just like to, whether it's a cup, the league or both, both preferably, just hope we can do it. John, I'm sure you'll be there. Will you, your thoughts, are you, you worried it's going to be another, another of those nights where we don't score or do you feel a bit more confident? Well, I feel a bit more confident. I, I, I will be there. Yes, you're absolutely right. When I saw the draw, I watched the draw live on TV and I thought, oh God, no, not them again, for heaven's sake, you know, remembering everything you, we all remember. But as the lads have said, they may well have a few players out with injury or international commitments. So, yeah, I think we're in, we're in better shape. Also, I'm still mindful of, let's not forget that, that fabulous night when we were 3-0 down at half-time. Remember that? I was doing breakfast TV at the time and I was watching from home, obviously, because I had to get up at half past three in the morning. At half-time, I went to bed and said, sorry, we're never going to win that in a million years. Went to bed and missed the entire rest of the day. <laughs> So you know, you know the result. So I'm hoping for a rerun of that. I'm not hoping for a rerun of three 0 down at half time. But I do think this time around we can we can we can strangle a ghost or whatever it is we do on these occasions. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident we'll win. They're not, three, they're not that good. It's three nil, three nil down, and and ten men as well. Of course, so yes. I think so. Of course, you know. that's right. When I was quietly confident at half time. <laughs> I remember, I've told this story before, but I actually couldn't get a ticket in the city end and I, I managed to get a couple of tickets in the Spurs end. And I was there with my, my son, Harry, who's a massive City fan. Um, and of course, when the first goal went in, we went quiet. You know, second, when, when, the, when the winner went in, we went ballistic and lost it. And of course, all the Spurs fans actually, you know, fair do, lads. You know, it was, there was no problem. <laughs> it was as if they just accepted it as if, you know, fair enough. I was, um, I was told that at half time, the director had a meeting in the, in the executive suite and sacked, decided to sack Kevin Keegan at half time, changed the minds at full time. <laughs> I don't think so much. It's worth, worth retelling. It's a nice story. Uh, listen, let's just finish with a. I'm doing this sort of in my sort of January slots with with guests. You've, you've not been on for a couple of weeks. Just thinking about the season ahead and, and and sort of what it looks like for City. So sorry if I've already asked you this, but uh, John, just you you kick us off on this one in terms of just thinking ahead to 
kind of where we are now. We talked a bit about the league. We're still in a couple of cup competitions, of course. It's at Wembley this year, the Champions League. That would be quite special. That would be nice for us to all go down there and have a, a fun night and, and win another pot. But your, your thoughts of where we're placed, the sort of squad we have, the sort of football we're playing, the competition we're up against, how do you think it's going to end this year for City? Four pots last year. Sorry, forgive me. Five pots in 2023. How, how dare I? Five trophies in a year. Is it going to be better than that? The same as that? Worse than that? Where, 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 I, think, where are you I think it would be absolutely remarkable if it was as good as that. Never mind better than that. You, know, you can't better than that, can you really? I, I am, as I've said already, I'm confident that if, if we can keep Kevin De Bruyne fit and Harlan comes back, anything like the form he's had thus far, we'll win the league. I fancy our chances in the FA Cup. You know, if we, if we can beat Spurs, I'm sure we can. Um, as for the Champions League, Pep said no way. I think I'm writing, saying, quoting him and saying that earlier, earlier in the season. I think that will be remarkable. I'll settle for the FA Cup and the league. And, and yeah, <laughs> we can't. Stato, where are you? I'll come to the youngster at the end who's only just getting used to this glory stuff that we remember back in the 60s and 70s. But where are you first, Stato, before I come to Tony? Oh, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist here. I'm going for six trophies this season. We only, missed, we only missed a sixth one by the number of minutes injury time played in the Community Shield. Otherwise, it would have been six last season. So why not go for six? Realistically, I'd take two. I'd take one, two, realistically, as long as it's either Premier League or the Champions League. One of the Cups would be nice. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to win the league for the fourth time on the run. That would make it. But also, I've got a special interest in the Champions League Wembley, obviously, and it's on my birthday as well. So, oh, well, that's it then. That's, that's it. So, deal. all sorted. Yeah, Fantastic. I hope. And finally, the youngster, Tony Newgrosh, your thoughts on this year ahead? Well, not that young. I was right behind that goal in 1983, wasn't it, when Radian scored? And David Pleat did his jog. He was the manager of Spurs that night, wasn't he, when we came back from 3-0? So, uh, revenge. Listen, I, you know, we've won more trophies in my lifetime than I ever dreamed possible. We've all been through 35 years and watched that clock at Stratford ticking up. I'm, you know, give me a trophy, I'm happy. And give me some great football and I'm happy. So, thank you, City, for many a happy day of late and I'll I'll take anything but just just a Premier League title or a Champions League I'm not greedy Tony before we go can I ask you a question you can who's the guy of your left shoulder that Neil yeah. Diamond oh thank you very much <laughs> doesn't, ev- doesn't everyone have one <laughs> doesn't work great it doesn't work great on the podcast but Tony's <laughs> <laughs> I was totally an iconic city figure but no <laughs> Sorry. Neil Diamond, a big City fan, um, <laughs> was there in 69 uh, at the FA Cup final, his first game. Um, listen, <laughs> great to have all three of you, two oldies and one newbie. Huge thanks to John Stapleton, to Stato Paul Denby and young Tony Newgrosh. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co. UK. Sports Social Podcast Network.